Welcome to the third space. I'm Kevin Weir. And I'm Jeremy Verkley. And we just had our oatmeal for breakfast, the most evilest of breakfasts. That's right, and we just drove here in our Kia Sorento, the evilest of cars. Yes, and now we have taken over the third space. And it will become the evilest of podcasts. Hey! Hey, what are you doing? Hey, you guys, that's our thing. Get away from there. Get, go, go, get away. Go back to the evil dimension. Go! Uh, we have to go. We'll be back. I've been doing a lot of, uh, just scrolling through, like, Twitter. Yeah? Uh, because... Kevin, oh my god, have you been reading the comments? No, no, this is about something... My So my book's coming out soon. Yes. Uh, and so I've just started marketing for it. Yeah. Uh, which is my least favorite part of anything. Yeah, you always feel so... You feel like you're shilling stuff at people. Well, it's it's not so much the idea of selling things. Because, I mean, like, Disney markets at stuff. Disney yeah. doesn't need to market anything. Disney can just be like, hey, here's your shit. We made a thing. Hey, look, this this stuff smiles and shit. Here is a picture of a snowman that sings. Yeah. Now give us your money. So, <laughs> I mean, like, no, even Disney markets. It's not about yeah. marketing. It's about essentially going to people and being like, hey, so... Want to talk about me? Look, <laughs> 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 like, like, especially in this, like, what I got a lot from the, uh, uh, from the, the, the my, pub- my publisher, yeah, um, in the marketing department was like, uh, you should find, you know, influencers that you can, you know, give an early copy of your manuscript to, and they give you a testimonial or a blurb, yeah, um, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, and I know a few people, but yeah. there's also, the, like, you know. Who do I feel comfortable approaching with? Yeah. So I gotta find like, this mid range because yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna be calling up, you know, Chris no, Evans and Kevin, like this this is, I think, the time of your career. Yeah. Where you take your pride yeah. and your self esteem. Yeah. And you just put it over to the side. <laughs> it's up it's up pride and self esteem. No. It's just unabashed awkwardness. I know. I well, <laughs> put away your anxiety for a second, Kevin. Just put it off to the side. Yeah. <laughs> and literally every single person that you think can help you, you should reach out to. I'm I mean, I am. Yeah. Um yeah. I have this weird That's funny. I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do a podcast yeah, together. Yeah. Uh yeah. doing a podcast right now. Yeah. Uh I this is a weird thing to say. I have what I like to call a humble narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get well, it. No, no, I'm humble, and that makes me great. Well, no, it's, it's the <laughs> idea that, like, man, if somebody asked me to read their manuscript yeah. and, like, give them a testimonial, I would do that. But that's because I'm a good person. <laughs> so it's this weird, like, balance of, like, oh, man, I mean, I would do this because I'm nice, and that makes me awesome. Other people just aren't as good as me. Oh, great. I see, Kevin. <laughs> You're looking down on all your friends and contacts. <laughs> That's why my humble... No, not even friends and contacts. Just, like, like people out there who are, like, authors who are, yeah. like, I enjoy their books. Yeah. Um, and I'll just show the stories. I'm like, like, well, why why would they do this? I'm better than them. <laughs> but, I mean, they're so much better than me, but I'm better than them. So it's like my brain is splitting in two between being just an arrogant asshole and being, like... So self depreciating, yeah. Um, and I cannot fit them back together. Well, you should just, like I said, you should send it to everybody. Oh, I- <laughs> yeah. 
You know, like, what's the worst thing that happens? I'm, I'm actually, I'm, uh, I, so I'm going. Yeah, I'm sure. Gonna, I'll give you a blurb. I'm gonna give you a blurb here. <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. Hmm. Um. I uh, forget authors' names. Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen King writes, "This book is shit. Put that in your book." Well, well, but then I change up. I says, "This book is dot dot dot." Yeah. Period. <laughs> this book is dot dot dot. Stephen King. Yeah, Steve, Stephen King. He's so good. So good. He's so mystified. <laughs> this book is. What does it mean? You'll never know. <laughs> I I actually decided that I'm going to have one whale. Is what I call it, which is one like really big person that I'm just going to send like a message to on Twitter. So yeah. I mean, once again, as he said, what's the worst is going to happen. It's going to be like, no, no. Yeah. And then I will continue on with my life. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But that's what, that's why I've been my things going through I mean, Twitter. Back to our dating advice for teenagers. If you ask somebody out, what's the worst that happens? They'll say no. They'll say no. They'll say no. Yeah. And when they do say no, just be cool about it. Yeah. Just be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and then fade oh. away. I thought that was going to continue. No. Nope. All right. Okay. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Never gonna see me again. No, I'm just kidding. They'll see you all. The you time. just shake their hand and say good day. <laughs> hmm. Yes. <laughs> Give them your business card <laughs> and leave. <laughs> and leave. Yeah. You teenagers have business cards, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how else are you gonna be a teenager these days? <laughs> I don't know. If you don't, if you're not a teenager with a business card saying all your information, you're you, behind the curve. You're behind the curve. <laughs> <laughs> Go, go! if you're in grade 10, go meet some grade 12s. Be like, hi, I'm going to be in your grade in For a few people years. our age, that's like having a MySpace. <laughs> you have to have a MySpace. Well, I mean, it's it was basically an electronic business, business card, right? Now, they've moved forward from electronics and now are using physical copies. Yeah. I'm just trying to think back to MySpace and deciding if that is what a big, <laughs> that is an electronic business card. My favorite song. Is Black Hole Sun. <laughs> I really like AFI. Hey, Miss Mitter. <laughs> hey, Miss Mulder. Hey, Miss Mulder. Let me tell you about my chemical romance in the Black Parade. Oh, please. <laughs> let me tell you. I love that song, Kevin. And I am, I'm not like... I don't actually love the song musically. I yeah. love the idea that song presents. Because... <laughs> The song itself, I'm like, yeah, you know, I can get behind this jam. That's pretty yeah. good. It's the opening. Yeah, the opening is right. Is so good. <laughs> what about a boy whose father took him to see a creepy ass parade yeah. and then said to him, "You must destroy all this." Yeah. What? <laughs> well, when I was a young boy, my father he drove me to the city to see the black parade. He said, "Son, when." You grow up, you're demons. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so, it's so, it's, why is his father Captain Kirk? And that's all normal. And then it's like, son, when you grow up, dot, 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 you're demons. <laughs> I'm always like the idea that this, guy, that this guy had to take his son all the way to see, I guess, the Macy's Day Parade. Yeah, no, the Black Parade. Whatever that is. I mean, well, it's in February for Black History Month. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then and it was like, also, also, son, let me tell you about the horrors of life. Yeah. Now join the Black Parade. The demons! Uh, 
His father got to the parade and remembered he had a terrible phobia of parades. <laughs> I made a bad mistake. The demons. I forgot I was terrified. Of- it's Garfield. Giant Garfield. <laughs> He's coming down on me. Is that Snoopy? Uh, now the demons. That, now that we've made fun of an emo band from the early 2000s. <laughs> hey, they're still doing stuff, aren't they? Uh, maybe. I don't know. They broke it up. They feel like a band that, they feel like a band that would never break up. I know, that would just I know stop Fall Out Boy is back. They are back. They are back. Yeah. Um. The Patrick Stumps, I want to say, is the main guy. Yeah, there. I don't know. Um. He had a solo for a while. Yeah. And then and it didn't fa- work out as good as Fallout Boy. And then Fallout came back. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Fallout from his single album. Yeah. 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 Remember Panic at the Disco with their stupidly long. Yes, titles? I also love Panic at the Disco because they're stupidly long titles. Because of their stupid long titles, and also just how extra they are oh <laughs> oh panic at the disco is ex- they have an yeah. exclamation point in the middle of their name panic at, at the, the disco, disco. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you how extra this yeah. brand this band is I, mean, I remember there's that song where it's like well technically our marriage is saved is one of the lyrics and the music video is just like they it's, got every extra person yeah. in their hometown. That's I write sins not tragedies. Yeah, that's that's the song of where the guy bursts in. Yeah, it was like how would you go just out of the goddamn door? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're it's have, much better to face these kinds of things with a sense of poison rationality, Kevin. Is I I sort of just want to <laughs> have um Patty of the Disco songs spoken to me. Yes, by a wizened old man. I mean, or William Shatner. <laughs> Or William Shatner. Or William Shatner, the spoken word. Um, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Does our topic have anything to do with emo music? Not as far as I remember. Does it have anything to do with phobias of parades? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it could lead to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I'm interested in seeing where this conversation goes. But I feel like we should get to our topic. Yeah, I'll get on the topic. Yeah. Uh, what is our topic today, Kevin? Well, our topic today is a more uh, esoteric one from the world of role-playing games. Tabletop role-playing games. Tabletop role-playing games. Yeah. Which is... Uh, get your Skyrim out of here. <laughs> get your, yeah, get them Skyrims out of there. Yeah. We don't want that there. Bring in your Durnders. <laughs> That's D&D, Kevin. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeremy, you know when you play, uh, tabletop role-playing games? Yes. Yeah, you just, I do know that. You're looking around you, and you have a table, and yeah. the top of the table, yeah. and you have a character sheet, and you have your friends, yeah. and you have a GM yep. screen. The, the, all things that are present. Things. But there's one thing that, that every, uh, every Dungeons and Dragons, and most tabletop role-playing games, games need, and what is that? The, um, uh, a sense of foreboding. No, Pizza. Uh, chips. Uh, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> anything that makes it when you touch your character sheet just stains it right up. Yeah, if your character sheet by the time you reach level 10 is not laminated in <laughs> filth, you're doing it wrong. If you have not had to replace your character sheet <laughs> at least five times in those first if few levels. If you did not accidentally spill honey mustard or the equivalent on your sheet <laughs> to create a, a gross yellow stain. Then you're not playing <laughs> role-playing games. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm talking about the dice. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess those are around. Yeah, they're a way to, uh, you know, succeed in things or fail in things. Yeah, well, it, they're the random element that keeps the game moving. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Someone would say they're a central component. Yeah, and they're used to sort of, I guess, give 
a modicum of like how these skills work it's an interesting concept of like this is how we're going to decide how skills work is a random roll of this number yes. generator yeah but if you take the dice away and just have the concept of like this is how things are done yeah you get some weird like the, the most prominent one that i can think of is that on every roll of the d20 in Dungeons and & Dragons. And yeah, a dodecahedron. And I, I think almost every, every every game has a version of this, even if their dice are different, yeah. of critical successes and critical failures. Yeah. So, taking Dungeons & Dragons, uh, yeah. rolling that dodecahedron, yeah. that crunchy ball, if that you will. That 20-sided die. Yeah. Uh, you have a 1 in 20 chance, a 5% chance, of just outright failing anything you do. Well, spectacular failure. Spectacular. A critical failure. Yes. Uh, because even if, no matter how much modifiers or skills you have, yeah. if you roll a one on that dice, it is a critical failure. Yeah. You have critically failed. You've done something so bad, a five-year-old child is probably laughing at you. <laughs> and then on the other end... Amazing success unbelievable success a critical success a critical success if you will yes <laughs> and that is if you roll a 20 yeah so that is just something we're gonna have to be dealing with in this world so you, what you're saying is this is a world where everything you do yeah a cosmic dice rolls yes and 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 i'm willing to say that like your aptitude for the skill is involved in there okay so it's not just completely random no, no, there, there's the modifiers. Like, like, like I, what I'm thinking is that there's a chance, like, if you bundle up a, a ball of paper and you're going to do one of those paper ball shots, you can yeah. be, be like, Kobe! Yeah. Uh, then your own personal skill with it is involved, yes. So if you're good at that, you have a much higher chance. Okay, so there are skill modifiers in this world. Yeah, but, yeah, but they're all they're all invisible. Okay. We don't have to worry okay. about those. Okay. They're, they're, they're literally, when I say skill modifiers, they're literally based around the idea of, like, you can become better at a skill like you can By in the practicing? Real world. Yeah, you, you can still go to school. You can learn all these things. So you can still improve yourself. It's not just all random. Yeah. But no matter how much you improve yourself, you could be actually Kobe, who I also assume says Kobe whenever he shoots. <laughs> I don't watch basketball, so you can't prove me wrong. Um, if I watched basketball, I could prove you wrong. Um, but I don't watch it. <laughs> well, that just makes you a flat earther, Kevin. <laughs> like a lot of basketball players. Unfortunately. <laughs> that's a weird combination of yeah. like, that's a weird Venn diagram. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Between plays basketball and professionally flat and thinks the earth is flat. What is the intersection? <laughs> it's um, almost a peach. No. <laughs> it's butt shaped. Um, <laughs> he got himself a nice booty Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh. <laughs> so even Kobe can be like Kobe shoot the ball. So you're saying that's a critical success. Well, I mean he can say Kobe all he wants, but if he there's a five percent chance that his shoelace comes undone, he jumps out of his <laughs> shoes and then face plants. Yes. <laughs> well, he, well, his shoelace comes undone. He goes to shoot and he just spikes the ball into his grandmother's <laughs> face. Yeah. Well, if she's there, <laughs> she's there. Okay. You, tell me Kobe's grandmother does not come to every single one of I his mean, games. I mean, that's a lot of travel. <laughs> that's a lot of travel for a Nona. <laughs> yeah, but Nona loves Kobe. That's that's true. And she would be there for every game if she could be. <laughs> and unfortunately, the one she chose to be there for is when he critically failed and just spiked the ball into her face. Okay. 
Kobe's got to watch that's out for you, that. That's your world. <laughs> <laughs> that's the decision you've made. <laughs> I want to start responding to people like that. <laughs> that's your world, I guess. I'm, I mean, I feel like it's a appropriate response to a flat earther, actually. <laughs> Did you know the world isn't round and it's actually flat? Um, that's the decision you've made. <laughs> actually, my favorite... Um... My favorite response that I saw like jokingly come up about that is that if anybody comes at you with a crazy conspiracy theory, come back at them with a harder one. Yeah. Well, that one's gone around a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think that just is sort of an escalation thing. Well, well, it's a stupid arms race. Yeah, is what it's a it is. stupid arms race. Whereas I feel like this is just like a question mark. <laughs> I they, they're like, this is a real thing. And you're like, that's the choice you made. Right? I, I, I find, this is the same as a couple episodes ago. I'm like, that's the world you live in. I find that the uh, the important thing whenever you're looking at these is always to also see how much sway does the person have. Because if this is just some, like, dork on the railroads, what did I just say? You just said dork on some, the railroads. Some dork riding on them rails who comes into town and, and well, is like... To be very specific, he's not on a train. Right, he's just—he's just butt scooting along no, the rails. No, he's got those soaps, you know. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, gotcha, yeah, and he yeah. just slides yeah. down there like Sonic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, he comes rolling it down, and he's like, "Hey, the Earth is flat." You could just be like, "I don't need to engage with you." <laughs> you are not worth a response. This, uh, this is a new version of the Lilith Hobo that I love. <laughs> the the stupidest flat earther is it, that. No, it's just a it's a it's a very short hobo who rides on the rails on his soaps and is also just a flat earther. Nothing yeah. to do with the story, just a, a character choice, I guess. Uh, I think this is probably the first time in our podcast we're actually insulting an entire group of people. I don't care <laughs> about them. There's many groups that I'm like, look, I respect your decision. Do it over there. But okay. that's just so dumb. Okay, any Flat Earther listeners that we have. Don't. Just want, I just want you to take one second. Do me one favor. Take one second and look up what a sextant is. <laughs> and then realize that the math in it does not work unless the Earth is curved. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Stop taking glasses on planes. Yes. Messes of water on planes. Yeah. So a flat earther, well, actually what a flat earther just did is that they made an intelligence check and, and critically, critically failed. failed. <laughs> They're like, is the earth round? <laughs> no. <laughs> and then they're stuck, I guess. Hundreds of years say yes. They keep rolling ones every time they think about it. Yeah. <laughs> or, Kevin. Yeah. Or they have a really bad intelligence modifier. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Maybe these aren't critical fails. These are just normal rolls, Kevin. I don't know. I think <laughs> Flat Earth is a critical fail. <laughs> I think if you just fail an intelligence check like that, your answer would just be, I don't know. Because actually, that's sort of the way that I've seen a lot of people play, that if you fail an intelligence check... You just don't know. You don't know. But if you critically Crit fail, you get the wrong information that's and true. you believe it. That's true. I'm I, I'm running a game and two characters experienced an illusion together. Yeah. And uh, it was like, I just made was them... Was it love? It was uh, American Gothic, actually. Oh, nice. The painting. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of them rolled and was like, what was that? And like realized that it was illusion. And the other yeah. one rolled a critical fail. So <laughs> they think that's the future. <laughs> It's perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah, it's a good example. So you don't have to be careful in this world uh, because of that, like 
Yeah. That there's always there's always that chance. And because it's five percent, like that is not insignificant. No. That's but that's also not huge. Yeah. Like But it's also important to realize that this is you have to attempt something. And yeah. you have to have a chance at failure. Well, yeah, that's what that's what you're not like. gonna critically fail walking down the street. Unless you're real drunk and then you're rolling for it. Yeah. But you you'll you might fail climbing a ladder. Yeah. Um, you know, doing that crumpled up paper basketball I was talking about. Yeah, you might burn that rice. Um I don't think you can fail a conversation unless if you're actually trying to convince Wait, we need something. to stop for a second. Go right me? ahead. Because I need to tell you about the mystical qualities of rice. <laughs> yeah, we got some time. Yeah. What up? So what up, bro? So, you know how most of the time you cook rice, if you cook it right, it's nice kernels and it's got a little bit of bite to it and it's very good for sauce deliverance? Yeah. Yeah, and it, like it will absorb soy sauce or other stuff. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. But you could burn rice. Yeah. Or toast rice. Yeah, or toasted rice. Yeah, you could toast rice, but you can also overcook rice, in which case the kernels burst and become a mush. <laughs> a mush. A mush. Yeah. yeah. Um, but did you know, Kevin... That you can toast rice to spice it? What? Yes. Wait, so, what do you mean spice it? Like, it's spicy? No, it's not spicy. Okay. But it's, it has, like, I guess extra flavor. It, like, it's really hard to explain. But, like, you, when you slightly overcook rice and it gets brown at the bottom, you're yeah. like, oh, I can't eat that anymore, right? Yeah. No, there's actually a way I to guess. do it. There's actually a way to do it so that it's, like, tasty and still tender. And, and I'm, I just want to say that rice is alchemy. That the concept of <laughs> alchemy is rice. You can turn one thing into another thing. Otherwise, the rice all of a sudden gets spicy. No, well, which would be which would maybe be shocking. if you roll a twenty. <laughs> oh man! If you're cooking something and you critically succeed, all of a sudden it becomes a different meal. Be, well, no, it just becomes the best version of that meal. Well, because well, I like the idea that you're like, oh, I made myself some pork loin. You can make a simple pork loin. You start cooking it up, but then you get that critical su- critical success. You reopen up the oven, and there's like pineapple on it that you didn't <laughs> even put on there and there's like it looks like that food from monster so. hunter I don't, world i don't think it adds random things kevin but i think instead of you just like having a cooked one you open it up and like it's glazed and caramelized itself <laughs> you're like oh i did real good on the other hand you could quickly fail it in which case you open it up and, and it's a- just charcoal it's charcoal, and also something's on fire. Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Because because remember, fail forward, it's always something else is added, a new yep. adventure hook, if yep. you will. Yep. <laughs> you don't get what you want, and something bad happened. Yeah. 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 That yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So, so that's the way this world works. So I think this you this would create a group of people who would who would need to like you you have to decide when you're about to do something. Will I risk a five percent chance of this just bombing well i mean it's equal chance i don't think i don't think that it's a deterrent at all to what especially if that's just the way this world works right people just like you have to accept catastrophic failure more often i mean you know actually you know what this world probably is doing what it's probably like you know how in our world rules are made for the average person yeah in this world rules are made for the worst possible occurrence to happen (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah, you, you'd have to. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to have things set up for that. For like, you know, 
how buildings are made. Yeah, and how... because people are going to critically fail. Yeah, and scientists have done studies where they're like, it seems there's about a 5% chance of anything anyone does. Going wrong. Now, now this is, is our second attempt at this study, because mm. in the first one, someone died. Yeah, yeah. It went wrong. I think we rolled that 5%. <laughs> that we talked about in this study. Yeah. I mean, like... Really, we've done 20 studies... One of them gave us amazing data, and one of them is just so far off from the base of data that we gathered from the others that we don't think it's useful. I like, like the concept, like, because it's an equal chance of l- just amazing success yeah. and catastrophic failure, that, 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 I don't know, it's just, just because, like, like, can you imagine doing anything and and knowing in your head that this could either happen but there's a very small chance of everything being ruined i mean five percent is is very is not a good chance no but it's not a bad chance either uh it's a pretty bad chance one in 20 well it's five percent right yeah the the thing is is that you like it's not every 20 actions that's gonna happen it's not the way probability works right yeah like you can have horrible things happen to you in succession, or you could go several down. several years without anything happening, right? Yeah. So I think it's just it's the concept of bad luck and bad days. It's just stronger in this world than it would be in ours. <laughs> would that? But also good luck and good days. Well, uh, but I mean the, the thing is that like it it's not even seems to be that it's like bring 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 bring. You're supposed to answer the phone, Kevin. Bring 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 bring. Hold on. I got to grab some stuff. Bring, 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 I don't have, a, bring, I don't have bring, an answering bring, machine. Bring, 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 so bring. I'll just keep... All right. What is that? Uh, hey, Kevin. Uh, it's your employee here. Uh, just, I'm just calling you. Uh, I'm having a bad day. All right. Um, so I'm just going to take the day because I feel like if I come into the store, it will burn down. Well, yeah, but you have an equal amount of chance of just having something amazing happen. Yeah. Um, I, I've already uh, lit a turkey on fire today, so I'm just going to stay away from everybody. This is this is a world <laughs> of gambler's fallacy. Yeah. Where you believe, where because you're like, oh man, I'm just on an unlucky streak, or I'm on an, on a lucky streak. Yeah. Because you're like, oh no, I just rolled all these critical ones. Clearly, the rest of my day is going to be this. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not how odds work. Every single time you roll, it's another five percent chance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's what people would do. That people would be like, "This horrible thing happened, and more horrible things are going to happen if I do something." <laughs> but then on the other hand, you have to be like, "Oh, but this great thing happened, and there's a, and there's." A I'm on a roll. Hey, yeah, Mama wants a new pair of boots. <laughs> then I go and put on those boots, and there's a scorpion in them. Yep, ah. a scorpion of love. Um, it loves stinging you. <laughs> <laughs> yes that is my favorite thing as a dm to be like when somebody like something bad happens they're like but is it a good thing and i go for the thing it is uh, <laughs> sounds like you got robbed but was it actually good well i mean that person's rich now <laughs> so it's good for them they had a great day <laughs> <laughs> making my way downtown walking fast faces passing i'm home now what if you're just doing like a small thing and like it's like sort of like almost an emergency situation and you just are just like essentially rolling the dice over and over again to hoping to get that critical success? I don't think you can fish. 
Well, well, I mean, why can't you? Like, like, like let's let's just think of it this way: if every attempt at something has a chance of automatically succeeding, we've been thinking so much about like. Here's the thing: I think if you're doing so, if you just dedicate time to something, yeah, like in D and D, you can take ten, right? Yeah, where you you just you're taking however much time it takes to do an average job of something. No, yeah, I understand that, right? So if you're just practicing something, you're essentially that's what you're doing in this world. Yeah, right. There's not really a chance at failure because you're taking the time you need to succeed. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think that we can talk about uh, a little bit more. Yeah, but I think we can probably go to commercial now. Okay, let's do it. Today's episode of The Third Space is brought to you by the following audio. Do you find yourself having trouble going up to the next level of a building? Do you find that cliffs or precipices are extremely difficult to navigate? And those ramps that are everywhere are just so hard to walk up. They're so slippery. And they're so steep. Are you tired of falling down constantly? hurting yourself, not being able to get up, and then you get back up on that ramp and you're just gonna fall down again. Are you tired of your loved ones being in danger going from elevation to elevation? Well, we have a invention for you. Stairs. That's right, see that ramp? What if instead of doing a ramp, you do tiny little ups? Steps. Steps is what you can call them. That's right. Patented ups. Instead of going down one big cliff, imagine going down several small manageable cliffs. Yeah, each one is is just about the length of from your foot to probably about your knee or mid-calf. That's right. Depending on how tall you are. Even if you do fall, you're only falling one foot. And then the other foot, and then the other foot. And you can do one foot over and over, can't you? That's right. And remember, every single time you have a chance to stop your fall. And that is the good part of stairs. Why use a ramp when you can use a stair? That's right. Call now and we can give you a subscription deal for your stairs. Only $9.99 a month. Three payments of $9.99 a month. That's right. So call now. So I'm thinking about, like, because we've been thinking a lot about the idea of bad things happening. That, yeah. That, like, you should succeed in this. You should make that shot. You should, you know, be able to tie your shoes. You I should mean, be able to do all these things. A good way to look at it is that 90% of the time, yeah. it's a regular outcome. Whether that's yes. failure or success, yeah. it's a regular outcome. And we've been focusing a lot on the bad outcome. Yeah. But there is the good outcome. Oh, Yeah. So this is you choose your lottery ticket and you roll a twenty, you won the lottery. <laughs> Congratulations! Which actually means, in some ways, y- you have a slight, slight more chance to win the lottery. Oh, that's more than a slight. Your chance to win the lottery yeah. is like point zero 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 one. So I guess the idea is that you have a chance to win the lottery that's that's increased. But so does everyone else. So there's more chance of the lottery being split up between a whole bunch of people. Yes. <laughs> if Absolutely. a bunch of people crit. O- odds in this world are screwed up. Oh, well, I mean, this is how gambling works as well. Yeah. That, like, every there's an additional 5% chance onto every gambling. Yep. 
check. Yeah, 95% of the time, no, 90% of the time, yeah. it operates as normal. So you could times. win in that 90% of the time. You could. Yeah. It's possible. Absolutely. But 10% of the time, something extraordinary happens. <laughs> you could also critically fail. You could. I don't know how you critically fail with gambling. I guess you, like, lose your money and poop your pants. Probably. It's probably <laughs> some form of embarrassment. I like the idea that if there's something that happens that makes no sense within the context of what you're doing, you also just poop your pants. I mean, there's probably more than one outcome. <laughs> you know, you know there's the concept of, like, your child. If it was always pooping your pants, Kevin, everyone's just wearing diapers. <laughs> no, 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 I don't mean it's, it's always just diapers. The, I don't think it means it's always the diapers and I wet mean, naps to clean up your poopy butt. I just mean that, like, if there's no other logical like example for that, that's, then that's what's going to happen. Because, like, in in a game, yeah, you would lose money and somehow get kicked out of the the yeah. <laughs> which is the only way I can think of having that happen is you poop your pants. I mean, I don't. I don't mean like you're gonna be you're gonna be talking to someone. I, I think someone can poop their pants Jer- pretty stealthily. Jeremy. <laughs> Uh, just got not, that stuff. Not for poop. long. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but Jer- initially. Jeremy, I don't think you're going to be, like, trying to convince someone to, I don't know. You're going to be, like, like a car salesman. You're sir, gonna, did you poop your pants? <laughs> I did not poop my pants. Hang on. Uh, how got- come you smell like poop, sir? Um, I don't smell like poop. <laughs> that is cologne. Critical. <laughs> oh, that is a very nice cologne, <laughs> sir. <laughs> And then all of a sudden that you make millions doing that. What a no, no, twist. No, what I mean is that you're not going to be like a car salesman who's going to be trying to convince someone to sell a car and be like, hey, do you want this car? The person's like, no. And then you poop your pants. I don't mean that. <laughs> like, it's it's only, I think, that if there's no other way that this could critically fail. If if the DM of the universe is just like, uh, and I don't know, you poop yourself. I mean, I'm learning about how you run games right now, Either Kevin. Either that or like... <laughs> <laughs> you throw up uh, from stress, I guess. <laughs> Got that stress throw up. Or you, or you just black out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like... There's always multiple ways for things to happen. Like, Kevin, you could be at this car salesman lot. You're yeah. like, sweet, I'm going to get this car. And the car salesman like, sweet. And you're like, oh, can I get a deal? And he's like, mm, no, you can't get a deal. And then a bird flies over and poops on you. Like... <laughs> I like well no I like the idea that, 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 that sometimes sometimes your DM's kind of shitty and he's just like and he's like you fail and this extra bad thing happens to you so so you fail and then like all the blood rushes out of your head and you fall yeah I mean and you I, drop your sword I think probably this isn't like we we're talking about how scientists are like doing studies on yeah. this but I think it's probably more in the realm of philosophy than science. Um, like the philosophy of one in twenty, could be both. Because like there's you see religions about one in twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean it's different sides of the same coin, right? Yeah. So because there's there's already the concept of you do something for ten thousand hours and you're a master at it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you do you do something twenty times. One of those times will be terrible. One of those times will be awesome. Well. Yeah. I mean that's not how odds work, but. No, but what 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 you said philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so that that is the that it, is, it's probably it's probably more something like if you do something 100 times, right? You're probably going to have some amazing successes in there and some crushing defeats. Yeah. But but what I mean is like, like that is the simplified version of it. That yeah. is that is the the um the person on TV TV being like, "If you send me $5." Yeah. Then you will find critical successes in your future. What I think is interesting is sort of the pa- passive roles that are happening. Yeah. Right? So, like, if you get cancer, yeah, when you're fighting cancer, this cosmic D20 is rolling. And if yeah. you roll a 20, your cancer is gone. 
Which means all you have to do is roll that 120 yeah. throughout the process. Which means there's a bunch of inexplicable recoveries or deaths yeah. that happen in those instances. You have the flu, 5% chance that it's going to kill you. <laughs> I mean, it's not always death. It could just be like... You, you know I how, guess maim, yeah. You know how there's people, people who get like really, really bad acne and get acne scars? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, you rolled, like you rolled a one on your acne yeah, check. Yeah, that, that can happen. Yeah. And if you roll a 20 on it, you just never got it in high school. Yeah. 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 And, you're, and you're just a fresh-faced youth. Yep, you're still got that baby face. <laughs> You've ba- joined the ranks of forever children, Elijah Wood and... I was going to say me without the beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, beards actually have anti-aging effects. No. Because they, uh, they they protect the face oh. from the elements. Yeah. No, I was before that. Yeah. Mm, it's much before that. Yeah. 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 Because oh, we also said Shia LaBeouf before he yeah. got all weird. Yeah. He he was a forever child until he decided not to be. Yeah. And then he was like, now I'm a buff man with a rat tail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you say Topher Grace was the other one? Yeah, Topher, Topher Grace. Yeah, yeah. The, the people in that one Spider Man yeah, movie. McGuire. Toby Toby McGuire. McGuire. Yeah. So yeah, so the people in that Spider Man movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elijah Wood should have been in Spider Man three. That he just running from your life. It's Shia LaBeouf. He's brandishing a knife. It's Shia LaBeouf. What I was thinking with the uh, the concept of like doing something over and over and forcing these roles. Yeah. Is that like you could play the like because you said yeah you spend enough time on something it's a it's a flat ten. Yeah. But but you can make a choice. It's not something that like players like to do, but this is the real world. This is not a yeah. D&D game. You could choose to attempt that check over and over again. I mean, isn't that just a job? Well, I I more of mean like, okay, you need to break the lock off of this, I don't know, uh door. So you have a hammer and you hit the lock and nothing happens because yeah. you didn't hit, hit it hard enough. Yeah. You keep hitting it and hitting it and hitting it over and over until you get that critical success and the entire door blows open um, and money pours down on you. Uh, I think that's still just taking ten. I think the only way you could do it is like you go up to a lock with your hammer yeah. and you hit it. And nothing happens. And yeah. then you come back the next day no, I, no, and hit it no, again. No, I don't think it's daily. No, well, I'm exaggerating Jer- with the time. Jer- but Jeremy, I, the, the, I think if you're just standing there hitting the hammer, that's taking 10. No, I don't think... Taking 10 doesn't exist. I, no, but like... No, no, but but it doesn't exist in this world. Taking, te- taking 10 is the uh, is the idea in Dungeons & Dragons that rather than attempting a check over and over again, yeah. you can just take the time to do it correctly. Yeah. Like, taking the time to take that lock off would be like actually going through a process where you're like, oh, I gotta go and get like a lock thing I gotta do all not, those if things. you hit any lock with a hammer enough kevin it'll eventually break yeah I, yeah but it but there's also the ch- and that's the 90 percent chance but there's also the five percent chance that you will hit that lock and and it will just explode off the door there's also five percent chance that you'll hit that lock and the hammer will, ex- will break in your hand yeah and hurt you and then you'll poop yourself <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll throw up and pass out i don't know i think i think and then your mom finds you i think if you have the time like remember, it's only a chance of failure, right? Yeah, but it's like that's the thing we're working off of. Yeah, though. and if you have the time to stand there hitting that lock with that hammer, yeah, all the time, there's no chance of failure. I think there is a chance of failure because Jeremy, you're thinking of the entire process of getting to the door. Yeah, that's not what the check is for. The check is for breaking the lock with a hammer. Which, if you do for a long enough time, you have no chance of failure. <laughs> yes, yes, because every single attempt is a chance of failure. 
every time you do every time you do something that could fail as a failure because different. you're thinking of the other rules in D&D. I'm not. This is just about the the critical success and critical if, failure. If in our world, Kevin. Yes. In our world. Yeah. Without the critical failure, critical success yeah. stuff. In our world, if you take a lock yeah. and a hammer yeah. and you just hit the lock over and over with the hammer, yeah. eventually one of two things is going to happen. Yeah. The hammer will break. Yeah. Or the lock will break. Yeah. But here's the thing. But here's the thing, Jeremy. The entire process, there's still a chance of failure. You could break the lock and you can't get into the door anymore. You could break the hammer and and the hammer will break and you can't use the hammer anymore to get into the door. Or you could break the lock and that would get you into the door. Like, there's always the chance of failure, which mean, but that's why every single attempt is the chance at failure. Mm. Because that, cause that's what it is, that every single attempt. Like, like by that logic... I, well, uh, no, well... For me, okay, well, if let's talk about the 90% okay. of this scenario. Yeah. Right? So 90% of the time, you're going to either hit the lock or miss the lock. Well, no, 9% of the time, you will just do the thing. Like, it will just happen. Well, you know, well, the, for me, the chance of failure when you're taking the hammer and trying to hit the yeah. lock, success is you hit the lock yeah. and do damage to it. Yeah. Right? And failure is you missed the lock because your aim was off. Yeah, but those are within the 20. Yeah, so that's, that's, within the, the, this that's the 90 percent. Yeah. Right. I, th- I think failure can also be you hit the lock and it doesn't break. Uh, no, I think hitting the lock is a success. I don't No, no, because you, cause, you have a range of successes. <laughs> Jeremy, if the, I, the action you're taking is hitting a lock with a hammer. Jeremy, if I want to eat some food and I pick up a burger and slam it in my face and none go in my mouth, that's not a success. That is just, I, well, that's because you were aiming for your mouth, Kevin. <laughs> Where should I aim for with the food? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. If you miss your mouth, that's a failure. If so, you miss the lock, that's a failure. But if you hit the lock, that's a success. It but, might not be a great success, <laughs> but it is a success. Well, like, but, the, the but, thing, but, the but, thing but, is, is that uh, things you do in both worlds are a process, yeah. right? So you make a check at a process, yeah. right? I hit that lock. Oh, and I've dented it. Yeah, that's a success. Well, but but Jeremy, right? the, the the point is the point is the goal, isn't it? Because you not not necessarily because things take things can take as you've been implying this entire yeah. time multiple checks to do. Yeah. So you have to look at it from an individual check standpoint. You can't. You don't make. If if I am a private eye, yeah, who is tailing somebody in secret, yeah, right. I am making stealth checks. Each time there's a chance for me to become discovered doing that. Yeah. And also to keep an eye on the person I'm tailing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not making checks to tail this person, to follow this person home. I'm making individual checks. And if I, I succeed at all of them, I will get home. No, I, 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 or to their home no, with I, them, I, I guess. I think, I think the goal is very important. So if the goal is to break the lock. Like, Jeremy, if, if, I, if we were playing, playing D&D yeah. and you're my DM and I said, I, said, I want to I want to. I want to break this lock. Yeah. You can be you can ask, well, how are you gonna break the lock? I'd be yeah. like, I have a hammer. I'm gonna use the hammer to break the lock. And I would say make an attack roll. Yeah. And, and then you would I, attack it. Yeah. And if you did enough damage to it, the lock would break. No, but no, but now you're taking damage in a context, which is not in this it's world. It's not in the world, but that's how I would run it in D D. Yeah. But the the point is that my goal is to break the lock. My go- my goal is not to hit the lock. Because if I just want if I walk I'm like, I want to hit that lock, and you're like, why? I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel like it. Then yeah, hitting the lock would be a success. Yeah, because I just want to hit the lock. 
That's all I want to do. Just to show dominance, I guess. Just to be like, ah, fuck you, lock, and then I hit a lock. See, the thing is, I think you only roll for micro actions, and you're saying that you roll for macro actions. Yeah, because because there's so many micro... Because here's the thing, Jeremy. There's so many micro actions in the world. Driving a car, are you rolling for every single time you shift, push down on the accelerator, turn... No, you know, you're, no, you're you're willing to drive the car. I think you you roll to see if you can drive the car, and if you can drive the car, you're fine. Yeah, right. The, 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 then you have, then you might have other roles for when something if something comes up, like if. But see, that's one role you're saying that like I want to break the lock. Yeah, and if you hit it, right? Yeah, then like it's a one time off thing. That's what you're saying, right? You're saying, oh, I'm gonna roll. Yeah, and then if I hit it. That's success or failure. But if I fail, I can keep making individual checks. Whereas I'm saying, like, I want to break this lock. Yeah. You do one roll. Yeah. And however long that takes, because there's degrees of success and failure. Yeah. Right? Is just one roll. Well, so you, you you don't fish for that crit. No, you. but I think you definitely can fish for the crit. Because if you fail at breaking the lock, you can always try to break it again. Right. But let's say... Let's maybe I'm not being clear. Um, I don't think you are. <laughs> let's say this. All right. In this scenario where you're trying to break that lock. Yeah. The cosmic D20 rolls and you yeah. roll a 10. Yes. Right. Which is enough to break the lock. Yeah. But it's a degree of success. Right. So you go and you're like, okay, I'm going to break this lock. Yeah. And you go for it and you're like, oh, I missed it. Yeah. But you rolled a 10. Right. So you're like, oh, well, I'll hit it again. Maybe it takes you five hits. Yeah. All from that one roll. To get it. That's what I'm saying. No, because I think the, um, if the goal is... Because if it's not that way, it's just binary immediate success or immediate failure in every situation. And um, I think that creates, we can do that if you want, but that creates a very strange world. Well, no, because it's not, it's not, it's not the, the, the Kevin, solid success this, and failure line, but it's, but it's the idea that every single time you swing at the lock, like you are... And the the thing is that there's a lot of other variables within it. Like we're t- we're only talking about the dice roll. There's also variables of like yeah, you hit the lock, which is a failure because it didn't break, but it's a failure due to other things, and that makes your further rolls easier. Maybe like you've done the damage, so your next roll is easier. Like the problem is that there's all these other modifiers that don't actually mean anything in the idea that you are every single time you swing that hammer is another check. Okay, what to about break the what about this cuz I think this is a hybrid version of what both of us are talking about. All right. If your goal, yeah, is to hit the lock. Break the lock. Not hit the lock. No, I'm I'm saying multiple things here. Okay. So just hear me out. If All your right. goal is to hit the lock, yeah. Every single time the D, the D20 is rolling. Yeah. Cuz your goal is a single action to hit the yeah. lock, right? Cuz you're saying goals are important. Yeah. If your goal is to break the lock, you roll once, and then the outcome of that just affects how long or how well you break the lock. It is weird things in the world where, like, the goal you have in your head is changing the rolls you're making. Yeah. that's. I think that that makes sense. I guess. But the thing is that, like, if your goal is to hit the lock, like, why? It, don't, you, don't you need an end goal for why you're hitting the lock? No, sometimes you just want to do something, Kevin. So so if you're just thinking, you're like, I want to hit this lock, then a success Sometimes is- you're bored out of your mind, Kevin. So, so you hit a lock with a hammer, and maybe it breaks, maybe it doesn't. Either way, you succeeded, I guess. You hit that lock. Yeah, you hit the lock, right? If you critted, you probably broke the lock. 
Yeah. Right. So I in mean, this in know, this way, Jerry, no. Here's the thing. What if you didn't want to break the log? What if you're like, oh fuck, I didn't mean to do it. Like, what that's if you, a failure. Like, what it's if a you, critical failure what if then? What if it's your gym lock and you're you're like, I mean, I'm going to swing a hammer at this. The thing is, is, success and failure is about perception. Well, I think it's my time we talk about stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What if you're like I've seen someone literally stand there with a knife and just throw it like into the ground. Yeah. No, eventually that knife is going to go in their foot. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Like, like okay, actually, no, that's a bad example. Let's think about, about um, uh, I guess, I'm trying to think of a good example of this where I've seen people do, like, I mean, clearly that's the outcome that's going to happen. Yeah, eventually. Why did you not think that was going to happen? Eventually. This is gonna oh, yeah, happen. I've seen someone um, try to reflect BB guns off of, uh, like, BB gun pellets off of their car hood. Yeah. Um. And so it would be like, yeah, so you're shooting a BB gun at your car hood because you want to hit your car hood to reflect the BBs off because yeah. you think it's fun to see BBs fly in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Critically succeeding, would that BB shoot into your engine block and destroy the car? Because No, it wouldn't. <laughs> it would have a perfect deflection. Well, no, no, but, but if the goal is not, if the goal is just to, I want to shoot my hood with this BB gun. Oh yeah, then then it would yeah. destroy your it, hood. No, yeah, deflecting off was the other thing. Yeah, yeah, they just wanted to shoot their hood with a BB gun. Yeah, yeah, this person was not smart. Yeah, so a success would be destroying the car, which would be a failure. Yeah, <laughs> because they're dumb. Well, it, it is. It's about perception and your goals, right? I guess a I guess a critical failure would be shoot yourself. But this is also the only way that you could fish for crits. Let's go back. <laughs> let's go back to the lock example, right? Yeah. If you just want to break the lock, yeah, you're you're rolling and you're it's success or failure, right? Yeah. Uh, but if your goal, you go up and you're like, hmm, gotta break this lock. Well, I just I'll just hit it. I just want to hit the lock <laughs> every single time. You're actually fishing for that crit because your goal each time is the micro to hit the lock. Yeah. So it's it's actually the opposite of what you were saying before. In that, like, my goal is to break the lock so I can roll a bunch of times to do it. Yeah. You have to think, I want to hit the lock instead. (laughs) So if you do that mental gymnastics in this world, you can actually more reliably do amazing or horrible things. I also like the concept that, like, so if your goal is to, I want to hit the lock, then a critical failure has to stop you from ever hitting that lock again. Yeah, no, you broke your wrist or something. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like high risk, high reward. Yeah. It's like, look... If you do all these mental stuff and you approach, if you approach the problem from a different way, yeah. then you could maybe make a success or have the most tragic failure you could ever imagine. Yeah, you could also say, hmm, <laughs> I want to pick that lock. <laughs> yeah. Just like, hey, and that would be the big one. That's like the break the lock one, right? Yeah. Or you could just be like, I want to stick this in this lock. <laughs> <laughs> Which means you have a bunch of choices. Yeah. One of them, that thing will get stuck and never come out, and that lock is now broken forever. Yeah. The other one is that all of a sudden, somehow, that, like, makes lock the lock opens. just fall apart. Yeah. Man, big... Yeah, that's that's going, like, like high risk, high reward. Yeah. Because you can do multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the, way, that's the way you sort of do it. So it becomes, like... I guess it becomes high risk, low risk behavior. The people who want low risk are like, this is my goal. It's just the whole thing. Yeah. Right. I just want to succeed at doing this. Yeah. So they make one role. I want to drive to work. They might succeed. They might fail. Yeah. But, you know, 
there are varying degrees of doing that. I, th- I think it's also that it's the also, other person who's yeah. like, I want to drive to work, who is high risk, yeah, is like, I want to get ahead of this car. I want to make this light. I want to like, <laughs> and just over and over, like, I want to change lanes. It was really what they're trying to do. Is they're trying to fish for crits. Yeah, they're trying to Be- fish because for all the other stuff is still just their own attempts. Yeah, like they're they're. <laughs> But they'd be acting differently mm-hmm. than people who were just like, I'm just going to drive to work. They would. They'd be acting yeah. very they, differently. They would actually be acting more aggressive. Like, that's what yeah. aggressive driving or aggressive anything is. I mean, I think if somebody has the knowledge in this world that you can critically succeed at something, yeah. I personally would be sitting in a garage with a bunch of parts around me being like, I want to make a hover jet. <laughs> and, like, just doing it. And I would fail 99 or, I guess, 95% of the time, right? So 95% of the time, I would have horrible failures, right? Well, not horrible, but I would fail. Yeah. Right? But there's a 5% chance that I'm going to make a hover jet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but once again, there's a 5% chance that you not only will you not make it, you will never be able to make it again. Something, that's true. Something will happen that will stop you from doing it. Because usually that's how you have to play with a critical failure. Like if yeah. a critical failure happens, you, cannot go back you to cannot it. do that check again. Yeah. Something, has, something has changed so bad, you, you have... Fix the fundamental laws of hovering <laughs> that buoyancy works differently now. But that's what I would do. Like, if even if I get that 5% chance that I can't go back to that, I could just change my goal. Maybe I don't want to make a hover jet anymore. Maybe I just want to make a sweet jetpack. It's not the same thing, <laughs> right? Like, you could just jump around being like, I want to make these different awesome things, and eventually I will make one of them. I mean, them. And, and that's something to keep in mind that's, like... The amazing thing is that I think this world will be very, very highly technologically advanced. Yeah. Because critical fails will stop you from doing it. But they don't but stop if, other people. And if one person succeeds, gets that critical success, they all of a sudden will have opened up another, like, like their mind will have blossomed. Yeah. Into, like, it's it's that meme of the, of the expanding mind. Yeah. Their mind will have blossomed into this thing where they understand a concept of reality. That. Yeah, they understand how to make a thing. And once yeah. you understand how to make a thing, you can write a blueprint for it. In which case, now everybody else is better at making that thing. Exactly, yeah. Um, it's 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 the idea in D&D where, where you're like, you could be the most, you could be the biggest, most unwieldy character ever. You roll a 20 on that stealth check, all of a sudden you float, float like a damn butterfly. That's right. However, there are some things, there's one thing we have to mention in this. Yeah. Because there's no role if there's no chance of failure, yeah. but there's also no role if there's no chance of success. No, yeah, absolutely. Because I was just yeah. the DM being like, no, yeah, you can't do that. No, you cannot phase through that wall, Kevin. <laughs> no, yeah, there's, there's, there's. Uh, I've heard of people who just like to like, I guess, run into walls or walk into walls, thinking that hoping that like, their particles will fit up perfectly, line up, and get through the wall. Yeah. There's a thing in, there's a, the man who stare at goats, I think there's a guy who, who's like, he believes he can just run through a wall if he's lucky enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, he's probably wrong. <laughs> he didn't uh, think he was wrong in that, that yeah. movie. I mean, sorry, I think he was wrong in the movie. You see him. Sm- I mean, I think we would know about it. You just it. see him run smack into the wall. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way this world works. Yeah, so yeah. it's very technologically advanced yeah. because succe- but, success. But also, is... there's probably a lot of disasters that go on. Uh, sports are a lot more exciting. Uh, I think they're about the same amount of exciting. Really, you wouldn't watch any Here, sport. Here's the thing: for us, it would be more exciting. Yeah, no, for, the for them, it's the regular amount. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, here's but here's the thing: 
you know how people watch uh, NASCAR for crashes? Yeah. That is still exciting, even though it does happen. Like, I mean, we, people we, might be watching we, for different you know, reasons, you know, Kevin. We, we, we always talk about, like, yeah, in these worlds, in those worlds, it's actually normal. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that if someone told me, like, hey, you should watch Slam Ball, there's a 5% chance of just the craziest shit happening the, on the bo- ball will slam so, so i guess 10 percent chance there's a 10 percent yeah. because both sides are crazy yep like i would watch more sports if there was a 10 percent chance of just the most batshit crazy things happening you know what i think is the most interesting job in this world what psychologists <laughs> or psychiatrists because they're the people that are like maybe you're thinking about this in the wrong way yeah i tr- think of hitting it rather than yeah, think of hitting it rather than breaking it. The idea of someone, of, I still have the idea of, of idiots just unintentionally just being like, oh man, I succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, there's also the like the chance that that person just dies. Like, <laughs> which, well, here's the question. So, <laughs> so what if someone is just um, some, somewhat absentmindedly, somewhat um, like, I think people just tap their phone on the. Uh, on the table yeah. and yeah they're not trying to but they are doing something i guess yeah is there a chance that that could catastrophically fail because it is you could drop your phone uh again i think if your phone if tapping your phone yeah has a chance to break your phone then a roll occurs <laughs> so you gotta be careful yeah. yeah yeah um well but here's the thing is that a success uh yes <laughs> Because a failure would be like... Some, well, again, it's your goal, right? A failure would be like like you somehow miss the table, I guess. I guess if you're doing it absentmindedly, you don't have a goal. So, I mean, so then it is whatever this... Whatever God, I guess, rules over this reality. Well, I mean, but here's the question, though. Like, there's absentmindedly and there's doing something because you're fidgeting. Yeah. Like, like I, I have a fidget spinner on my desk. And I, there's times where I will just, like, use it while I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm still somewhat focused on it though like I'm i got aware it of what I'm i doing. got it kevin go for it it depends on the object okay so for instance for the fidget spinner right if you're spinning the fidget spinner which you just did i don't know if that's being picked up i don't think it was <laughs> i don't think it was but if if you're doing the fidget spinner yeah and it's absentmindedly you don't have a goal you're just doing it yeah right the d20 rolls for the object yeah. Right? So on a on a one, on a critical failure, the fidget spinner will break. Oh. Never to spin again. Or what if it just stops? Right? No, no, it will break. Because it, it can't do it again. There are so few points of failure in a fidget it's spinner. It's true. It just breaks. It just crumbles apart from <laughs> entropy. disintegrates. From entropy. Yeah. Um, I need a new fidget but spinner. But it's crumble. a critical success that fidget spinner never stops spinning, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? So for the phone, if you're absentmindedly like just tapping your phone, yeah. a critical fail is the phone breaks. Yeah, right. It fails in its function a forever. Lost is that is now invincible. No, critical <laughs> success is that your your phone like fixes itself or something. Like you accidentally call a number that get. This that, is like, the idea of punching the jukebox, Kevin. You, so you accidentally call like a radio station and you're the ninth caller. Yeah, so you, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. See, this world is more fun where you're just like doing something has a chance to. 
Also, I don't think the fidget spinner spins forever because I don't count that as a success still. I think it just, it's, it's a success it's, for the fidget spinner. It spins for a it's stupidly a, long it time. It fulfills its, its function. It takes it, – it your anxiety is just gone. Yeah. When he's, it ate your anxiety. When it goes into the fidget spinner and uh, it now holds it like you a You're in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, a real life becomes a dream. And because you it's up. Inception. If it never stops spinning, you're in Inception. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. If you like that episode. Just give us a, uh, a rating, a review, subscription. Yeah, and, and just hold on one second, Kevin. Oh, yeah? I know we should usually burst through this. Yeah. But I just want to point out something. What? We've given over 80 hours of entertainment to people. Well, I mean, this is episode 90. Yeah, 90 hours. 90. 90 hours of entertainment. Nine zero. If you think that's worth something, we're not asking for money. <laughs> not yet. We're not asking for you to advertise us. Not yet. All we're doing is asking you to go on a webpage and write two sentences. Yeah, it's be like, hey, I've listened to this and it's, it's good. And it's good or great or fantastic or horrible. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's impossible to to get quite clear like how actually important that is and yes. it, se- it seems like oh whatever like it's it's it, actually really important yeah it helps it, other people find it well it's also uh i'm sure that you've noticed if you've a long time listener of the podcast that kevin and i are doing more different things yeah so kevin's book is coming out i'm writing articles on the guys from i co-host another podcast kevin uh co-hosts another podcast yeah we do other stuff we do other stuff and that's not the only things that we're working on so we also have, we also have jobs. We also have jobs. <laughs> so, but if, if the, the podcast never grows, yeah, eventually we have to unfortunately be like, well, I'm making money here and it needs my time. Yeah. Um, so but please you can stop that. You can stop that. Write a review. Tell your friends if you don't want to write a review. Uh, just, uh, sp- like it takes 30 seconds yeah. of when, your time. When you see people on uh, on Facebook or Twitter being like, what podcast should I listen to? Tell them about this one. Yeah. Be like, are you looking for a comedy podcast that is very nerdy? Here you go. Yeah. You like world building weird stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Here you go. Um, I, I, It's not that much to do. Yeah. But it helps us immensely. And we, but we would appreciate it a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We would. Yeah. So please do it. You can change lives. You can change our lives. Uh, you can do that on uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your uh, whatever podcaster you use. You can also get us on Twitter. That's right. You can tweet at us at Third Space Cast, where you'll find notifications uh, for our episodes that are coming up or the things that Kevin and I are doing. Yes. Or you can post suggestions for topics for us. We would love that. Yeah. Uh, you also get us individually. I'm at Sean Man K Weir. And I'm at Mighty Thuse. You can send us an email, which is thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. Or check out our website, thirdspacepodcast.com. And our theme song is Balrog Boogie by Diablo Swing Orchestra. Join us next week on The Third Space, where sound tastes like pudding. Mmm, chocolate. Tapioca. Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. 